Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 117. This is the European Summer Wedding Edition. John Maloney <laughs> for it is. one time, and one time only. We're in the exact same time zone. What time is it there when you glance at your Rolex? It's on the Rolex. It is 9.08 a.m. John, I'm looking at my Rolex, thanks again to the Patreons, and I'm yeah. checking my second Rolex and my third Rolex, <laughs> and they all also say nine zero. You said nine zero eight. Yeah, nine zero nine. Exactly now. what my three Rolexes in front of me say as well. I'm in Berlin, Germany, and where are you? I'm in Paris, France. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Don't praises from. Paris. I looked up what "Don't Praise the Machine" was in French before, but I've already <laughs> forgotten it. Just give me one sec, actually. I'm going to look it up again. Yeah, go. Ne loupa la machine. <laughs> is that what it is? Can you say that again? Ne loupa la machine. Oh, I like that. Mm. So you're in Paris. I just got back from Italy. I was in Bergamo, Italy, also wow. for a wedding on the weekend. Shout out to Francesca and Annie Ruth. And oh, congratulations. And crew that I met over there. So nice. Italian, French. You're over there for a wedding as well, primarily, John. Yeah, I am. I'm going to Lyon tomorrow and then up to a little village outside of Lyon for the wedding of um, Harley and Sammy and yeah. devoted DPTMers. And they both Great. they both met through DPTM. They met through the podcast. They did. They both <laughs> wrote into, that's my understanding, they both wrote into uh, producer Colin and he he's a bit of a Cupid, old Cole, and he said... <laughs> Cupid he Cole. Said, These two... These two really feel like they would vibe. So it was a kind of um, you've you've got male esque romance. <laughs> and then they found out they both lived in Hong Kong. Oh, so, what, a um, what a coincidence! Yeah, it was a real, it's a real classic Nora Ephron style story. We should, we'll have to go through one time. I mean, we'll have to ask the Don't Praise Us to write in and ask how many of them. Have, how many mm. marriages and children already within two years have come through the Don't Praise the Machine Discord, yeah, the, the right. community, the fan club? They meet there, <laughs> then they meet it, yeah. and they meet in real life, and then they make Don't Praise the Machine babies. We got so exactly. many. Yeah. Yeah, they meet at the annual DPTM con and uh Praise Con. <laughs> which we often, con. We, we often get a lot of confused Christians turning up to as well. <laughs> and praise God. <laughs> yeah, there's a few, there's usually a few stalls people selling like, uh, you know, refried beans to eat in your apocalypse bunker and things like that. So it's a bit confused. <laughs> it's funny, I was just thinking as we're saying this, I believe French and Italian were, were the two primary languages that we were offered in high school. When we got to, mm. when we got to year eight in high school, in, in, uh, in mine and John's high schooling, which we would have been around 13 years old, the both of us, you had, mm. to, you had to do a language. You didn't have to do a language in, in the junior school. In fact, we weren't offered languages in primary school. No. We were, we, but I, don't, then you, I don't recall that we were. But then in, when we turned 13 and you went into year eight, you had to pick. Yeah. A 
language. Yeah. And what I, did you pick? I picked Italian. Okay. And I still to this day, um, I mean, I still to this day have a lot of gripes with the way that that education was presented <laughs> to me. And one, yeah. of, one of them in particular is just that I don't understand how it is that I was just expected to pick a language and nobody mm. said nobody said anything to me about I mean I was 13 to yeah. what was I supposed to know of Italy and of <laughs> yeah. France as a, yeah. as a boy who came from parents of modest means and they said yeah. they said you better get really interested in either the Italian language or the French language with absolutely no context now pick <laughs> and I'm just trying to think what I would have even I would have thought about oh I guess I guess I prefer pizza to escargot, so I better go Italian. <laughs> and I just thought, like, if somebody had just said, yeah. now, here's why one of these languages might be beneficial to you or why you might be passionate about it. Mm. I don't know, just some kind of, just some kind of primer. Some guidance. Some kind of yeah, primer on, here's France, here's what type yeah. of people they are, here's yeah. Italian people. Here's how yeah. it should have it should have got it should have been a kind of Italy versus France cultural <laughs> culture culture war, and then because you also because I picked um, I mean I feel I feel somewhat sh- chagrined by it as well because I picked uh, for God knows what reason Indonesian I think I had a very um, very naive sense of geopolitics at the time <laughs> and I was like I reckon Indonesia. It's a sleeping giant. It's gonna. We're all gonna be speaking Indonesian in ten years. <laughs> I'm gonna be ahead of the curve. Wrong, dead wrong. Was that your first? Was that your first? So your first? Because I I remember that the Indonesian was the less popular of the three. Yeah. Was that, was that the one language you learned at high school? I don't. You didn't. I don't you didn't know learn why French or Italian. I picked it. No, I didn't. I just learned Indonesian, and uh, I scraped by, and I cannot remember more than. Probably eight words of Indonesian now, so that's about two two for every year that I studied it. Do they still? I mean, I'm I am. Look, shout out to Indonesia. We got a massive Indonesian fan base, but mm. for the school to be offering Indonesian in 1996 seems very odd to me. Like, why was <laughs> why did it go French, Italian, and Indonesian? Like, sure, they're one of our neighbors, but you would have surely mm. chosen Mandarin or. I yeah, don't know, or so. at least like span. Why not Spanish? Yeah, why didn't they teach Spanish? Uh, I guess they maybe they also thought, yeah, Indonesia's a country on the grow. <laughs> yeah, I can't really <laughs> remember what the political, what the geopolitical standing of Indonesia was. In mm. maybe it was because we were trying to control the Timor Gap, which is full of delicious resources. Yeah, and they wanted me to go. They wanted me to go grow up and. And uh, bug the embassy for them. And <laughs> we needed probably because we needed more spies. It was ASIO. Yeah. ASIO was paying Australian high schools <laughs> to teach this to offer to promote Indonesian as <laughs> as a language. Shout out to Mrs. Goodwin. She did her best, and I wasn't very. I didn't try very hard. I would like to know. Um, I'd like to know from my cousins Sam and Henry in particular. Actually, Sadie's probably still there. Can Sadie? Can Sadie? Can you, can can Henry or Sam please ask Sadie what languages are currently offered at Saint Ignatius? What would mm, What would you learn today? Question. What would you learn today, John? And why? Uh, well, I'd love to learn Spanish, and I have tried in the past, but I'm going to try again. 
just because, well, firstly, because I have Spanish-speaking um, in-laws, I suppose you could oh, say, yeah. through my through my brother. And, um, and But even before that, I was trying to learn it just because I like uh, Spanish-speaking places and... Um, I, it's a very widely spoken language, quite a nice language to learn. I'm in France, obviously, now, so a little bit of French would have been handy. Yeah. Um, but I'm just getting by on, with my, with my, uh, sebons and my, but, and my bonjours and my bonsoirs. Saint Ignatius thought, Saint Ignatius College thought, we, work, we reckon a kid like John Maloney is going to spend a lot of his adult holiday money in Jakarta. And, mm. and not Paris. And they were so wrong. And I could have told them that when you were 13. <laughs> they, I said, this soft cheese boy is not going to end up in, yeah. <laughs> not going to end up in Indonesia anytime soon. No, he doesn't. He's not going to be anywhere with any grit. He's going to just be <laughs> swanning around, swanning around the Sorbonne eating <laughs> brie. Um, but uh, I've been to Bali once and you don't need to speak Indonesian there, of course, mm. um, because the kind of Australians that go to Bali uh, wouldn't even dream of doing them the courtesy of attempting <laughs> to speak their language. <laughs> John, I need you to help me with a conundrum that I'm having. I always recognize when I have a reoccurring problem in my life and I write it down in my notes mm. and I say, I better ask John... <laughs> live on the air, live on the air, broadcast to the Please globe. Please fix my problems. Please, fix. Yeah. Now, as you know, and as everybody out there who's ever been around me in public will know, I absolutely love babies. I mm. Something happened to me uh, probably about 10 years ago where I never noticed things like animals, birds, babies, all mm. that kind of stuff. I don't know. As a, We didn't grow up with pets so i wasn't right. really an animal person and yeah then something happened to me a few years ago where i just started going like oh i love all these innocent creatures that haven't mm. developed an ego yet you can just be around them and you don't need to be self-conscious because mm. they don't they don't recognize their own self and they have no interest in yourself They're yeah not, so you don't have to be embarrassed or weird yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. i just loved that freedom so much and that's why you'll often catch me in the cemetery feeding squirrels. <laughs> and I keep having this problem as a baby lover, mm -hmm. uh, particularly particularly as a single man. So when I'm encountering babies in the real world, mm. I'm, I'm typically alone. And what will happen is this a situation. Uh, and this has happened to me several times even this month. I see a beautiful baby. The yeah. beautiful baby is typically yeah. with... The mother. Yeah. And I'm getting so excited about this baby. Maybe I don't have a good view of the baby. Yeah. So I see maybe I see the back of a woman and I see the tiny little feet sticking out from the side of her chest because she, because she's holding that beautiful baby. And I think, oh, look at these cute little baby feet. Those cute little baby feet poking out. Let me know mm. that there's a baby in the area. Mm -hmm. So then I quickly start to sidle around. I'm getting so excited to see the cute baby's face. It's going to fill my day with joy. Yeah. It's going to make me feel so much better. And then, lo and behold, the woman is breastfeeding. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And I'm suddenly <laughs> confronted with a situation where I was trying to do something lovely that would have made me look like a, like the, 
the kind of man who would be very desirable by a woman. That is the kind yeah. of man that like loves a, a baby. A nurturing and instead, man. instead, suddenly I'm in this situation where I'm terrified that somebody has seen that I'm now trying <laughs> to look at a woman with her breasts exposed. And what makes it even weirder is it's it's even it's even more weird than if you were to sort of stare too long at a pair of breasts at say yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a swimming yeah. spot where people it, are topless because at least there's a basal recognition that breasts are attractive in that context right yes whereas, whereas, exactly yeah, so people yeah. start so what you just feel like is instantly you go somebody's going to think <laughs> that i have a fetish for breastfeeding <laughs> and that this woman is trying, you know, this is the most beautiful thing that that a mother can do. Yeah, it's the it, it's and it and it's completely devoid of any kind it's, of yeah. sexuality. Yeah, it's meant to be about a human nourishing another human. Mm. We've done it mm. for since the dawn of time, mm. and and you're creeping up, googling at him. And it's, and and also this is the other thing is of course you you want to live in a society where women feel comfortable to breastfeed. Of it's already a contentious issue in certain areas. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Always was reading stories growing up about yeah. You know, should women be able to breastfeed in malls and stuff? This is yeah. in Australia, of course. Yeah. And so you so everything and it just everything is wrong because <laughs> I don't want it because I'm doing a nice thing. I yeah. just wanted to see a little cute little baby's face. Yeah. And now suddenly, everybody's staring at me, mm. pointing, and they're saying, you're ruining this for, every, for all of us. You're a disgusting pervert. <laughs> <laughs> so, I swear to God, I this happens this to me. happened to you. Oh, my God, this happens to me every month. Because <laughs> I don't know if more people are breastfeeding in Germany, but yeah. I'm, I also have like a really strong baby radar. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm seeing babies everywhere, and I'm going, I can't wait. To, like, this happened to me on the... I got the train like a week ago and I was on the platform <laughs> and the night, I swear to God, I, this, no, this is funny. This happened to me twice mm. in, the, in the span of an hour where I was, on a, <laughs> I was on a train platform last week getting a train to a bar to meet friends and it happened to me with a woman on the train platform. Yeah. And then I got on the train, met my friends at the bar and it was early in the night and there was drinking outside. And then we, there, was this, there was a woman at the fucking bar with a baby as well, breastfeeding. And, and you go, oh. <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly the, the, that's the, the sequence of events is I go, oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, oh no. No, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's funny you've, you've raised that actually because that did happen to me recently with a friend of mine who who's just had a baby and um and I was kind of rushing up to to see the baby I'm the same I mean I've always loved babies I think probably because I had uh, my little brother Dargle yeah. or Dan in real life uh who was um who was born when I was about 12 and so I was kind of quite like I guess to that from that age on I grew up with a baby around and quite enjoyed it. And that sort of uh, changed something in my brain so that I did notice other little babies and stuff. And I am always the kind of person who will enthusiastically accept if if the mum says, do you want to have a hold of the new baby and, mm. I'll, you know, play peekaboo and do the thing where you hoist them into the air and they start giggling. And um, 
but I so I rushed up in that spirit and then realised that uh, my friend was breastfeeding and probably didn't appreciate me being in her immediate space, and so I kind of quickly diverted. But uh, I mean, I think it's fine, isn't it? These things happen. What are you going to do? Um, but it's, it's happened to me a lot. Yeah. Are you asking so, me about this because I'm a lawyer? Have you got some? <laughs> It's exactly, it's exactly why I'm asking. It was, <laughs> it was, um, it's, I realized that the, 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 the kind of feeling that you have and then the, and then your, re, your social reaction to it mm. is not dissimilar from when somebody's putting their pin code in mm. and you're standing next to them where yeah, you're going, yeah, if yeah. you're, if you're at an ATM with a friend or if they're paying at a restaurant <laughs> yeah. and they have to put their pin card in yeah. that whole time, you're kind of looking at them normally, like everything's fine. I, I can look anywhere. Mm. And then suddenly the waiter will say, I'll oh, just pop your code in here. Mm. And then you suddenly go, oh shit. I have to look away. Yeah. To, and then and because it seems impolite yeah. to not do so. So this is this is what I'm having having <laughs> it's those nature's two. nature's pin code. Breastfeeding <laughs> <laughs> is nature's pin code. <laughs> So I'm now, of course, in France, as we discussed, on holiday and very lucky to be here, very happy to be here. But before I went away, as often happens, I had a busy period at work, sort of trying to get everything done. And I was mostly doing marking, which is the kind of unglamorous tail end of any kind of teaching. Yeah. Uh, For several weeks, really, I was mostly spending my days buried in my office, just going through papers, failing everyone. And um, (laughs) (laughs) as I got angrier and angrier. And um, and so that maybe explains, this gives you some context for the perhaps slightly warped headspace I was in. But I went out for dinner one night with some friends and while we were in the restaurant, it had been raining so I came out, realized it had been bucking down. Obviously, it happened quite suddenly and quite heavily because the roads were kind of awash with water. And as I turned into my street, I walked home. As I turned into my street, I saw that the there was a puddle stretching kind of all the way across the street, this huge, mm. this huge uh, influx of water into the street. And then I was walking on the footpath and I noticed as I walked past the storm drain that it was quite blocked. And so I used my crutch to sort of swoosh the leaves out of the way. Okay. You're being a good citizen. I was being a good citizen and I got this bank of leaves out of the way. And then this water just, just suddenly whooshed down and the, and the huge puddle subsided. And I was like, that was kind of weirdly cathartic and satisfying (laughs) And, uh, and so when I got home, I thought, I bet there's a internet community, which is, which is really invested in that feeling because I got a little, uh, I think when I briefly told you about it, you called it a gush buzz, which I think is a nice, (laughs) it's a nice descriptor. I got a little gush buzz. So, so I went online 
to see if there was a to see if there was a gush buzz community, and there definitely is. Um, wow! And so, what did you search? So I went on YouTube, and I remembered seeing this. There's this um, news footage which I must have just been served by the algorithm at some stage, and you can see this clip on YouTube. And basically, what happens is similar thing, but on a larger scale. So this whole freeway is blocked and these news reporters are talking about this blocked freeway on some local American news network. And then this kind of uh, highway worker comes up and he's like wearing these, um, you know, uh, gum boots. I don't know what other, what other, what they're called elsewhere, wearing rubber boots. And he's, uh, and he unscrews this uh, storm drain and like gets some junk out of the way, some debris. And then all the water kind of whirlpools in and dr- drains really rapidly and, and the newscasters are getting their gush buzz on. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so I knew that was there and I think that just led me to others where I just said, I, just, I think I just typed in like, um, like uh, drain unclogging or something and, wow. um, and, or person unclogs drain. And then there's, you just get served this huge array of videos which are just specializing in that kind of uh, content. So there's a guy whose name is uh, Drainer um, <laughs> who says... That's his YouTube. That's his YouTube uh, <laughs> name. And he, and he says, hello and welcome to my channel. I make videos of sewer openings as well as different rains and floods. And he sounds wow. like he's maybe Eastern European uh, and his commentary is quite good. He's got about 60 videos which are really just compilations of uh, moments of unclogging and unblocking that he's got. So you get like somebody like, un, you know, uses some device to like unplug a sewer and then it all just rushes out or they'll, they'll clear a storm drain and then you get this big whirlpool and, uh, and people love it. I mean, these wow. videos have hundreds of thousands of views, but wow. the, the biggest uh, hero that I've found, there's probably others, is this guy, I don't know what his name is, but he goes by Post 10 and he has uh, 728,000 subscribers and he's made over 2,000 videos. Holy shit. And uh, one of them, for example, has 14 million views. And um, they, so they routinely, they get up into the millions of views. And he is just this kind of good-natured, I would say respectfully, probably a slightly simple man mm. who... Uh, lives in kind of semi-rural Massachusetts and just takes it upon himself to, uh, like he, he noticed, he knows his local area very well and he takes it upon himself if there's a storm to kind of go down and unblock the storm drains (laughs) or like sometimes he'll get into like, you know, if there's like a reservoir that's become blocked because the big pipe at the end of it, that's supposed to drain it up when it gets above a certain level is blocked. He'll just spend ages down there kind of, up to his waist sometimes and, and wow. getting, getting right into it and unblocking it. And then you'll get this huge rush of water and people fucking go nuts like for it. Cid- citizen drainage. Yeah. Citizen <laughs> drainage. Exactly. And, uh, and yeah, people, people love his content and, uh, and it is quite, I mean, yeah, something about the fact that I had been, kind of slowly getting to the end of this very monotonous work meant that <laughs> I just was like for a few days slightly hooked on this content and I was 
There's something about the whirlpool and the moment of release. I was just like, yeah, fucking love that. And uh, it's, it's kind of the natural equivalent of people watching uh, videos of like, yeah, I don't know, kind of stuff that I find less appealing. But like, you know, there's 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 a famous sort of YouTube video genre of people popping pimples or boils yeah. and stuff like that. It's a, it's probably a similar. It does something similar to your brain. Yeah. Um, we should probably we could we could probably do a in fact we should John we did the top ten YouTube channels mm. a couple of weeks ago episode one hundred and fifteen down the tube yeah <clears throat> but we could definitely do a top ten mm. uh, top ten it, so what you're describing are called most satisfying videos or yeah. satisfaction this it's 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 a satisfaction niche which I suppose. I became aware of I don't know like maybe maybe five six years ago mm. when you would start seeing on YouTube videos that would w- compilations that might say something like the most satisfying X mm, or, that's and, true. and actually when it started it would be the most satisfying videos ever clips yeah and and in much the same way it, it it seems like the kind of thing that started in much the same way that ASMR did in yeah the, somebody would watch a video that they you know, before there was any kind of satisfaction genre Mm. and they would watch a video and it would seem like something quite mundane had happened, Mm. you know, on the surface, but they'd go, Oh, watching that, watching that man, like (laughs) paint, paint his wall with, with this kind of expertly laid masking tape. Yeah. When he removes the masking tape and the straightness of the line Mm. that he gets between the wall and the, the original paint on the wall and where he's painted, it's exactly. done something that has made me, has given me pleasure. Yeah. And then people just started compiling them. And now, I mean, what you've mentioned is one that I'd never heard of. <laughs> I do, I, I could, I could, I mean, the, the pimple popping one is very, is quite famous. Mm. Uh, and, and then, yeah, like they, clean, cleaning ones generally, are, are, I, I guess, are like sink cleaning and kitchen cleaning. You take yeah. a filthy, or another one is, another is one people is... on YouTube take take objects that right. are rusty or broken electronics oh, and then they yeah. do these incredibly detailed videos of them either de-rusting and restoring, say, a, a Japanese kitchen knife. Yeah. All the way up to there's a guy who restores – people send him like PlayStations that look like they've been – buried for a thousand years right. and then he brings he brings them out and is somehow able to restore them to working order wow. without even with with far less new parts than yeah, you would imagine okay. wow and the sense of satisfaction is mm. incredible but i didn't know about this drain <laughs> yeah one. the gu- the gush buzz community the um <laughs> the uh yeah i mean it's kind of akin to another one that i came across um Shout out to M, who's quite into this DPT Emma. She uh, is quite into watching pressure hose videos on YouTube, yes. which is another like you know you take a grimy surface and you just blast it with a pressure hose, and then there's a kind of satisfying before and after experience. And uh, I would argue that you know giving giving haircuts like haircut videos give people yeah. something of the same feeling and sure uh, you take something messy yeah. and order it yeah exactly and the yeah they do often these these um drain unclogging videos or pipe unclogging sometimes they often have titles like they often feature the word satisfying in the in the yeah. title description um so it's it's it must be the same thing 
I think at base, we as humans crave mm. order. Mm. And it's, these, these videos are us defeating chaos, us mm, defeating, we're defeating entropy. Yeah. We're, we're staring into the face yeah. of, the crum, of the crumbling world that's disintegrating around us. <laughs> The house with the roof that's falling in. And yeah. we're saying, no, no, no. Not today. We are more powerful. We're more powerful than this. And we will survive mm. by taking this and cleaning it or ordering it. Yeah. Or doing something. We just fucking love, love cleaning and it's arranging very... and organizing. I love that. I mean, that. organizing organizing is another one. Like, there's yeah, it's another, true. There's a huge subgenre of people taking shit that's like, oh, look. I mean, you could you could even even things like those um like renovation shows mm. where you take a fucked up kitchen mm. and then they go oh we're gonna take your fucked up kitchen and we're just gonna like make it amazing mm. and then you see the before and afters and you just go yeah take that entropy you big dirty fuck yeah exactly or queer eye I think that's a kind of basically yes. it's like somebody's somebody is both physically and uh, existentially in a, in a mess and yeah the whole episode is basically unclogging that person like give them give them a facial and a haircut and you sort out their relationship and their decor and then um, the water can 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 calmly glide down their their metaphorical drain exactly which is, this is which a is their life this is a very parisian take i feel like the likes of Camus and Sartre would be happy with that as an explanation <laughs> that the uh, we all know that eventually we'll be consumed by the entropy of the universe. But as long as we can defy that, it's deeply satisfying. John, everybody's talking about chat GPT these days. Everybody's talking about those large language models, LLM. They, they work with transformers. Mm -hmm. It's funny, all the, this language that nobody knew in, uh, like, like, I don't know, six months ago. Mm. All the shit that I'm saying, uh, six months ago, I, most people, six months ago, people are just going, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. And now there's all these new terminologies and everybody... You know, I I listened to a podcast. I was at a wed, so I was at this wedding uh, over the weekend, mm -hmm. and there were some very elderly people at this wedding, and one of them was just very just saying Chat GPT. <laughs> it's funny Chat GPT now. Mm. It needs no explaining. You no, know, that's how quick, true. How quickly that happened. You don't need to say Chat GPT. It's this new artificial intelligence chat. Yeah, and we were really. So like it's funny to listen back to our earliest discussions of it because that was when it was just kind of on yeah, the edges just, of the headlines. Yeah, because and we were talking about it because the earlier, I think I think before it was Chat GPT, mm. it was GPT three, two or two. Or, yeah, it was Chat GPT three. Yeah, uh, G, it was just GPT three. <clears throat> you're yeah, right, and yeah. it was being used by the AI chat companion company replica mm. to uh, as the mechanics behind their ai chatbots and so i remember you you kind of reading about it mm. off the notes and going and it's functioning on something called yeah GPT. that's true and, yeah. and that was like probably 
getting close to two years ago now. Um, yeah, there you that's go. right. Yeah. So you and me, especially me, you as well, but yeah. especially me, I, I, I think I'm like a lot of people out there who love to give chat GPT prompts <laughs> that it doesn't want to answer because it, it has a moral issue with them. But I like, mm. it's really obvious the ones that it's not going to tell you answers to. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. say things like, can you tell me how to blow up a school? Yeah, It's going to go, sure. no, I'm not going to do that. And so that's <laughs> yeah. no fun. Yeah. So what I like to do is kind of find edge cases <laughs> where I think maybe it will tell me how to do this. Yeah, I'm trying to so, blow up the school to save <laughs> 10 other schools. <laughs> <laughs> I've just, I put in, I put in dear chat GPT, I'm taking a utilitarian approach to blowing up schools. Please, please help me out. So I, yeah, so I thought I might, I've, if we do this repeatedly, yeah. it's a fun segment. I, yeah. thought, what I, what I said to you, I was going to call it, the uh, the chat GPT like refused request yeah, of ref- the week. Refusal of the week. Yeah, the chat GPT moral refusal of the week. <laughs> and this one I really liked because I because I think you have a, I think there's an argument that that it should tell you this. So mm. I said I just said to it, uh, dear chat GPT, can you tell me how to make my best friend's wife fall in love with me? Mm. <laughs> and that's excellent and, and of course it well not of course but it came back and it said it said something <laughs> to the effect of i can't do that um you know these kind of you, you it basically was saying that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be trying to forge a relationship with somebody <laughs> oh, that was well, in it all a marriage yeah well this is the thing it does all depend and mm. i was saying chat gpt should have it should have asked me you know, how is their relationship? Yeah. And when you say best friend, uh, you know, is it a person that you're hoping to... I'm just saying it's my best friend now. Yeah. It's potentially I'm so in love with my best friend's wife Mm. that I'm willing to no longer have that person as a best friend because I believe in true love. And chat GBT is not to know... The, the status or condition of their marriage. Maybe your best friend's been in a coma for 10 years, you know. <laughs> it should have asked me. It should exactly, exactly right, John. You've said, I just said, look, I, I need my best friend's wife to fall in love with me. Please tell me, let's go through, give me, the, give me steps one to 10 to make this happen. Yes. And it didn't ask me any questions. Yeah. It just went, nah, just went, nah. No, absolutely not, not doing that. Wow. Absolutely not disappointing. doing that. That's disappointing. I like to um, pretend that I'm in a really bizarre medical emergency, and then it, and then it kind of tells me like, "Look, I'm not a doctor." And yeah, I it gets all it gets all worried. Yeah, it gets all worried and says, "I'm not a doctor. This sounds serious." And then I, and then I pretend that I've done something which has made the situation much worse. Like, like I said, I've just woken up and there's a huge spider on me, and then I. And then I say, I've tried to, I tried to, I tried to befriend the spider. (laughs) 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 What do you recommend I feed it? And it's going like, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a language bot. (laughs) Yeah. You could say, 
You could say I've woken up and there's there's what looks like a very dangerous spider on me. Yeah. But I got but I got to tell you, I'm extremely lonely and on the verge <laughs> on the verge of suicide, and I feel like a relationship with this spider, this very dangerous spider, might be the thing that that keeps me going. So what do I do? <laughs> because if you tell me, if you tell me to just brush the spider outside, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not sure if I'm going to make it through the day. <laughs> I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be alone in my bed again, and I don't think I can make, let that happen. <laughs> Are you just asking at this? You're just at home, a lot, like you're alone. Like yeah. You're just- again, I've been in a fairly strange, isolated. Uh, <laughs> couple of weeks but i do remember at least one time where sint was in the kitchen and i was just like she was like what are you laughing at and i'm like i don't even, I don't even think i can explain it <laughs> well well i'm with my ai i'm I, i'm with my ai chatbot and i'm giving i'm giving it prompts making it making it think and I'm trying to befriend a dangerous spider and seeing if it will recommend for or against that. Yeah, and it did. It was saying, it was saying things like create a habitat, create a habitat for the spider. Because <laughs> I was like, I really want to befriend it. And it was like, I don't recommend that you do that. But if you must, here are some things you can do. Did you, have you given any more prompts or was it all just spider befriending? Mostly spider befriending. Let me see what I've done recently. Uh, and then I was trying. This is so, this is so you because it's like when Wikipedia came out, yeah. which is just the greatest repository of human knowledge that's ever existed. And you just started going in and editing one line of a celebrity's bio with some, some bizarre factoid that, cu- that couldn't quite be disproved immediately. So it would just, you'd pick a celebrity who wasn't quite massive enough. That yeah. Anybody would know, like Kurt Russell or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tried last week to see if it would... Oh, hang on. <laughs> hang on, let me see. <laughs> oh, God, what's wrong with me? I kept, <laughs> I got into like, <laughs> so this, I'd forgotten about this aspect of it. Uh, and then I, and then I said, tell me, tell me how I, you think I should earn the spider's trust. <laughs> and then, and then it's saying things like minimal disturbance, non-intrusive environment, uh, just keep it, just avoid feeding the spider. And then I, and then I, I defied that last one. I said, I gave the spider some chocolate cake in line with your suggestions and, it's, and it apologized for being unclear and said, you must not feed the spider. <laughs> and then I said... The spider is running around really fast, making a hissing noise. Is this good? <laughs> and then, and then I said that it bit me, and I and it said you have to go to the hospital. And I said, no, I'm fine. I just, what do I do to repair my relationship with the spider? And then it's saying things again, like uh. create a spider friendly environment, etc. <laughs> and then I said, then I said the spider keeps saying the world is ending, and it said. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, "Like, look, the spiders cannot speak." And it's and it started having concerns. Uh, it said, "Hearing voices 
or experiencing <laughs> intrusive thoughts can be indicative of other factors such as psychological <laughs> or mental health conditions. <laughs> and so it's concerned that I've gone mad. And I, <laughs> and I said, how do you know spiders are not capable of expressing thoughts through language? And I started quizzing it on whether it was feasible, whether it was at least possible that this particular spider had a one-off genetic mutation that permitted, that allowed it to speak. <laughs> and then I got back to work, obviously. <laughs> <laughs>